Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver, and we have a special remote broadcast today from Blind Faith Brewing. And our guest is Tom Martinez, co-owner with his wife of this establishment, not only here, but also a location on Tennyson. But there's an interesting story of how we got to this point. So, Tom, first of all, thanks for uh, joining us today. Thank you, Deacon. I really appreciate it. So you started the brewery. When was the first time you had an idea that, hey, we want to we want to start or buy a brewery or however you wanted to go about doing it? Sure. That's a great question. Um, the hard answer to that, uh, hard uh, set answer to that is when I was working for a large brewing company um, based here in Colorado and um, was starting to get a concept as I was learning more about beer and history and process of um and home brewing we started getting the concept around 2017 uh, 20 no even before that i'm sorry about that about 2016 or so um the concept of opening a small type place and i um contacted legal department saying i'm thinking about doing this and everything was good i was not going to be a major competitor right no no conflict <laughs> yeah, of interest right. and there was going to be a home uh, brewers aspect to it where supply and, and instruction um so that was we started that several years ago that concept and we were looking for locations um and real estate market was tough especially with uh what's uh called the the green wave coming into colorado so to speak yeah yeah we all know what that is commercial real estate was tough um we would go run to a location and it'd be swapped uh, it'd be uh gobbled up up already gobbled up gobbled up real quick um and so in this process uh, and trying to develop the business plan, the prospectus and things like that, um, a major hurdle was thrown in my way and uh, I lost my eyesight. Um, so Was there, it totally out of the blue? I mean, had you had it, any issues? Any, I had yeah. not. Great question. Uh, and um, I, I had not had any, any issues. It was a surprise and a shock. And, um, and uh, you know, in answer to other questions, it always comes up. I do not know why it happened. Um, there was, uh, uh, I'd had, for about a week or so, I'd had severe headaches, migraines, headaches, like I'd never experienced before. Um, and then when I eventually made the appointment uh, to go after urgent care visits and things like that, um, my wife adamantly, she, she pushed and pushed and pushed. She was calling to make a, uh, an appointment with a specialist and um, she would not take a no for an answer. Um, and when we got that appointment to be made, um, that was on a Wednesday morning, Tuesday night, I went to bed and woke up and went to that appointment blind overnight. Um, so as I said, no, no, um, reason for it, no medical cause, no heredity, uh, issues, um, no disease issues, no medical cause at all. The doctors cannot explain it. Uh, even the specialist, um, the optic nerves, became inflamed Hmm. and that either caused the migraines or the migraines caused the optic nerves to be inflamed Um, and uh, after the treatment prescribed for quite a few months there was no recovery no uh, 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 fix right yeah no remedy Uh, so can you see anything no it's total total okay total in both eyes yeah okay and so you're thinking about starting a brewery. All of a sudden, the Lord kind of throws or somebody throws an obstacle in your path, sure. right? Yeah. But you keep moving forward, right? I mean, it's, this isn't going to kill your dream. There, 
Yes. Short answer, yes. Um, there was obviously a lot of discernment. I mean, do we keep doing this? Do we keep going forward with this? Um, and eventually, thankfully, we decided, yes, um, we still want to do this uh, for some practical reasons. You know, um, tongue in cheek, there's tough employment market for, for, for the blind. <laughs> and, unless you're uh, self-employed. Unless you're self-employed. So you make, uh, uh, you make your job, I guess. So we created a job um, and eventually it'll pay me. <laughs> Not yet, but eventually, <laughs> hopefully, God willing. Right. Um, so we decided to go forward. Um, and so coincidentally, coinciding with that, we were looking for a name um, and, you know, and so it struck me, Blind Faith Brewing Company. Um, I always joke when I'm at beer festivals and things, I bring the blind to Blind Faith Company, uh, and I'm working on the faith part always, always working on the faith. Well, we're all working on that one, right? You got that but right. But speaking of the faith part, you were, you're were you a Knight of Columbus at Our Lady of Fatima? Yes, for okay. um, well over a decade now. Uh, I was most recently um, elected as the Grand Knight, um, and then... Um, served in that capacity for a year. I've had different officer roles there, um, but we have a new Grand Knight now, so um, I was lucky that they elected me for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I did a, you know, normally it's two years, but uh, it came to a time, it's like, ah, I'm, I'm failing at this position. I always told the guys, like, hey, here's your opportunity to put someone good in the position. So, but I was, I was uh, grateful that they had some trust in me. So you've gone through you know, the vision issue, you've, you've discerned through prayer that you're going to continue with this and you end up finding a place, what, north of town, like 44th and Tennyson area, right? Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. It's uh, 44th and Tennyson in the alley. Another of my little dad jokes is that if I can find it, you all can find it. <laughs> it is uh, the only entrance is in the alley as a nice little quiet niche speakeasy feel. Um, and we are told over and over, once you do find you, you've got to seek it out. You, you make the effort to seek the location out and, um, and you'll be rewarded. It's a, it's a great little place and we make great beer there. That became available because a friend of ours uh, approached me and, and, and she said she was a business broker and she said, I know you're looking for a location um, and, you know, and it was becoming difficult and this was after I lost my sight and she said maybe consider this route and this business it was Destig Destig Brewing Company in the alley um, it was um, put up on the market for sale and so a new word in my life after after losing my sight in, in 2016 the end of 2016 a new word is accessibility <laughs> this was um, it was a smaller location smaller than what we'd originally hoped for and were looking for right for a build out but it was accessible now um easy to move move around get started um literally get hands on and make it work and then um while we were operating because that wasn't our initial ideal goal um but we love it it's a little gem Destig, by the way is a uh, flemish dutch it means in the alley yes. uh, well, in flemish dutch. very appropriate yeah um and then um but at the same time it allowed us to launch blind faith brewing company um as a sister brewery a uh, co-hosting brewery if you will guest guest tap we still guest tap beers up there if you're looking to try some of the blind faith uh um, more Trappist style beers. We have those on tap there at Destig. Um, and then we, we launched Blind Faith with always the hopes of still looking for a second location where we could branch out and, 
and uh, meet capacity. Right. So that was in what, 2017 that you ended up buying that property? Um, yeah, yes, just about 2017. No, no, later than that, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the second location, which we're on location right now in Littleton, that only came about a little over a year ago, about um, July of 2018. Right. Um, and so uh, at, a, at a beer festival, I met the owner um, of the former brewery that was here. Um, again, being the Weisenheimer I am, the Wisecracker, uh, talking about um, how we came from no breweries to having two brewery names being Destig and Blind Faith, which we had two brewery names, which were tough to get, and two licenses that we were working on. Right. Um, and I just kind of jokingly said, hey, well, maybe we'll buy uh, your brewery someday, too, because I'm collecting brewery names, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's an expensive hobby. It is an expensive hobby. And uh, um, so, um, and in a few weeks, a month or so, yeah, a couple months after that, uh, that owner approached me and said, something stuck in my head that you said. And, uh, and then it, it turned out that they were looking to sell the tap room and brewing equipment at this Littleton location. Okay. So you did, you had the one facility for about a year or so, then you end up, now you've expanded to two facilities. Now this one that we're in today is, which is off of Bowles is significantly larger than the one up in Tennyson, correct? It is. Yeah. Um, in brewing capacity, it's about seven times larger. That's um, a lot. So we, you're going from a very small, almost boutique to, uh, um, brewing system, which is a one and a quarter barrel. And uh, when you double batch on that, you get about four kegs. Going up to this capacity here was about 14, bar 14 kegs per uh, batch that we brew here. Okay. So quite a bit of jump, which we definitely needed. Um, we definitely needed increased capacity. So you're brewing beer. Is it just, can people just have to, do they have to come here just to get the beer? Can they buy it somewhere? How does, are you more retail, wholesale? What is your, what's kind of your doing now? What's your plan? Thank you. That's great. Uh, right now, um, f as far as beer availability, definitely at the tap room. Um, we do have to-go options, what's called a crawler, 32-ounce can, mm -hmm. um, or we do fill growlers, um, which is a 64-ounce bottle. So you can uh, come to the tap room, eat a location, and bring beer away. Um, we do have the licensing for self-distribution, but that is still in the works. Right. Um, there's probably another significant undertaking, right? It's a very significant, uh, definite, uh, definite uh, need for a capital investment to increase that option. Um, we get lots of requests, especially up in um, northern Colorado, too. Uh, um, I, a side note, I kind of joke that I'm the only brewery that's maybe distributing through uh, churches <laughs> and Knights of Columbus <laughs> halls because we get a lot of calls for that. Hey, can we have beer for this event or this event and, um, and such. Um, and so that's maybe a different distribution model, but um, it, it, it's fun and it provides a little bit, but we have a lot to do to increase uh, getting beer out to the market. So it's you and your wife, they're co-owners. How does how does your faith play a role in in running the business and really in your future vision? Um, yeah, that that's a tough question because it, it's all enveloping of how does our faith keep us going at home, especially in this, right. this huge uh, 
situation that my family and I are both going through. And my you mom, have a fairly large family. How many children? We have five children, four boys and uh, one daughter. She's right in the center. Okay. So definitely a shout out to them. And, uh, <laughs> I always, you know, my uh, daughter, she always says, you could have at least mentioned me. Uh, you know, and I, so I want to definitely make sure we... Well, she's the rose between the thorns, uh, right? You, you got it, yeah. And, um, but uh, wonderful children, very enjoyable. Um, we are blessed to have uh, the five children. Uh, my wife, Lynn, and I, we've been married uh, two, 26 years now. So um, been through a lot. And that, you know, with the vocation of matrimony and things like that, uh, um, we definitely have developed and grown and are still growing our faith together. So um, that is very important to us as we do that together um, and instill that to our children also. Um, all of our children are attending um, uh, parochial schools. Um, they're at uh, you know both high school and our, our Lady of Fatima Catholic School in Lakewood. And so we've been uh, attending that parish and uh, school for many many years now um, and we're grateful to do so and very appreciative of that impact it has had on our family and our life and so when we're thinking about that and when with the business it has become a real joy and um, a joyful opportunity for us to kind of instill that subtly with mm-hmm. faith right we have overall kind of writing motto based on Second uh, uh, Corinthians 5 to 7. We, we walk by faith, not by sight. Um, we haven't put those on a, that on the t-shirt yet, but I think those are coming <laughs> when our next round of merchandising comes out. Um, and so obviously very personally impactful to me from St. Paul, having been blinded himself, um, walking by faith, not by sight. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot involved in there, and, and that's that's where we kind of restructure our operating um, culture around. Right. So prayer is probably very important. You mentioned faith. Look, if we're not growing in our faith, we're dying in our faith, right? I mean, you can't remain stagnant and just say, "Hey, my, I, I've reached the plateau that I want to get to, and I'm just going to kind of hang there." It's really growing and you know like you said walking by faith you can't unless you have a a personal relationship with christ and really have that intimate knowledge of what he's seeking for you to do right absolutely uh you're absolutely spot on um prayer definitely um whether it be rote prayer or just or, or spontaneous um prayer which i definitely i i try to push myself to do um if the situation arises either at church or in, in a group somewhere where uh, you hear the phrase, oh, oh, I'll pray for you or we'll pray for you, or I get it um, quite often, um, hey, you know, sir, someone will come to me. I'm, I'm a soft target, you know, because I can't see people approaching. Right. And all of a sudden I'll have a hand <laughs> on my shoulder and say, oh, may I pray for you today? And, and, uh, and I was like, yes, let's, you know, let's pray together. What are we going to pray together? Um, or if they, you'll hear sometimes people say, I'll keep you in my prayers or, or I'll say a prayer for you later. And I'll, I will try to push it and say, no, let's pray right now. Right. Let's 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 try to open it right. Let's pray right now. Yeah, because it's easy to say I'm going to pray for you, and then easy to forget too, yes, right? Yeah. And I don't mean to be critical. All that could happen to I, any of us. I, yeah. I'm trying to look at the opportunities to do that. Um, 
funny, fun times. When, whenever I step into the brewery, we may get into this if you'd like, uh, and the concept that we have uh, of the brewery and beer and the history of beer and the Catholic Church. But when I come into either location of the brewery, um, uh, people always chide me. It's like, oh, sure, you're going to pour a beer. It's like, no, I pour a beer and I offer it up. I, I pour a beer and, and we consider some of if not all of beers, definitely some are brewed and I consider them holy holy beverages um and uh and so i'll I'll offer that up i'll offer a a thanks um and a pour to the almighty above all Mm -hmm. um and uh and to the holy trinity and i i'm i thank for the uh blessings we have and i take the opportunity to ask for the assistance to keep coming, for the business to be successful, for us to, for us to be a subtle evangelist through the business. Um, I, also, I, I always ask for that help in prayer, and it's each time when I, every morning when I come into the brewery. Well, we definitely need, uh, we always want the Lord's will to be done, right? Whatever that is, and that's, that's always a good place to start. But you were talking about kind of the concept, your kind of thought behind beer. I know you mentioned uh, Trappist recipes. Are these recipes that the monks have given to you, or you just created your own based on kind of how you know they brew? How did, how did that come about? Sure, absolutely. Um, I think it starts with... Um, the influence I received, um, I grew up in the military and, and one of the assignments when I was very young um, was in Germany. And uh, we were at a, a small village, Bitburg, uh, Germany. And this was with my father in the Air Force. And I remember distinctly that small German village was anchored on either side. You had the um, very old, almost mini, mini cathedral, uh, what do they call it, vice cathedral or okay um, yeah yeah not sub cathedral but um beautiful beautiful german catholic church on one end of the village and on the other end was the beautiful beautiful brewery (laughs) so uh so i remember being impacted by that the two influences uh there of um of the church and brewery um and then coming from that as i was aging um go, getting older both my wife and i have a history of um of breweries uh she grew up with her uh grandfather working at uh um a made, you know working at miller coors now but right. Coors uh previously before they uh merged miller coors um being a um an executive director there and uh building a lot of their land uh, their projects okay uh, so my wife grew up with that um after we were married uh you know many years i i started working at uh, uh miller Coors also and i worked for there a little over 12 years while i was there i was taking the opportunity to study more about beer history um processes um in the process of becoming a certified cicerone um some of your listeners might know the the term sommelier for uh, for wine. Uh, it's a wine expert, but the beer industry has a very similar program, uh, very similar in um, difficulty to attain okay. um, and learn. Um, that's certified Cicerone program, and so one thing I learned much much more about was the history of monks brewing beer um, and how beer was so tightly tightly um 
intertwined with monasteries um, and the Catholic Church. Um, and so it was fascinating to me. And, and it had two benefits. You got to study more. I study more about beer and learning the culture and history. Um, but then it kind of reinforced and influenced more faith. You know, I was like, wow, this is great. What a, what a great church we have, of yeah, course. Well, and then also, hey, we get to drink beer. Yeah. Um, what a marriage. What a mar- <laughs> there you go. What a marriage. And then the concept of monks, specifically Trappist monks, brewing beer and, and Trappist monasteries, there, there are several, um, but the only ones that are actually Trappist monastery, uh, beer, uh, breweries, sorry, is uh, there's about 12 or 13 in the world now, only one in America. And it was just fascinating to me that these holy men were doing holy work with a fun beverage. But even more than that, it wasn't just beer. It was the concept of liquid bread, um, the concept of uh, beer as food right. to sustain you um, and sustain the monastery. Um, and it led to most brewing um, knowledge that we have today comes from the Catholic Church and these monasteries brewing beer. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, everybody thinks, well, the church is way behind in everything, but the church pretty much started everything, right? Whether it's the legal system, the hospital system, the education yes. system, yeah. now we're talking about beer. I mean, the history of the church is so deep-rooted, not only, uh, you know, this in this country, but throughout Western civilization. I mean, that's mm. that's what we see. And so, so did you get recipes from some of these Trappist monasteries? Did you come up with your own? How did that transform? We do model some recipes off of actual Trappist uh, breweries. Uh, we call ourselves Trappist style. Okay. Or, uh, uh, because Trappist is a protected nomenclature. Um, it, you know, it, it, there are strict rules uh, for the Trappist breweries to be called Trappist. Um, and uh, so we're Trappist style. We model some recipes out the, after that. Uh, for example, our Patters beer um, is modeled after the Patters beer made um, in Spencer, Massachusetts at St. Joseph's Abbey. Um, when a Trappist brewery, they name themselves, you have the abbey or monastery name, but they always name the actual brewery after the city they live in. Okay. Uh, so Spencer, Massachusetts is where St. Joseph's Abbey is, and uh, they're a Trappist brewery, the only one in America, and they're actually the only one that make a Trappist stout or a Trappist uh, IPA. Being America, Americans love the IPA, so they make a delicious uh, IPA. But, um, and we use a very similar strain of yeast um, cultivated from that brewery. Um, and in some other recipes, uh, for example, our quad, um, our quadruple, which is uh, named Four Eyes Quad, um, that is uh, definitely modeled and uh, similar to the um, West Flatteren, a West Flatteren uh, brewery in Belgium, and which makes the Westie 12. Okay. And so we're here at your Bowles location. What's, can you tell us the address? So if people are saying, hey, I want to stop by, where they know where to go? Great. Please welcome. It's uh, 2842 West Bowles, B-O-W-L-E-S Avenue in Littleton, Colorado. And so you have the other one you said was more of a speakeasy environment. We're sitting here. I mean, you have 
outdoor patio, you have indoor. I mean, you got plenty of space for people to come and, you know, even groups, right? You finish a softball game or something like that. I mean, plenty of options and, and space for people to come and just kind of hang out and try, drink some good beer. It's a wonderful location. Thank you, Deacon. Um, it's right next to the river, so it's a, it's a very nice setting. Uh, we get people that will float down the river and do some rafting and, and come into the brewery afterwards. Um, the outside garden space, uh, it's lit with the uh, gazebo. We'll have, we'll have music there, or, um, and, we, and it's all available. We can sub, uh, divide up uh, different sections if you want a special gathering or a group, and uh, it's a wonderful time to come in and, and uh, enjoy some beer and also host an event. Uh, you do have a Facebook page, right? Is that how the is that the main way people can kind of keep an eye on what's going on, or how how can they best keep track and find out how to get a hold of you? We do have a Facebook page. I don't use it. I, I even before I was uh, um, blind when I was sighted, I didn't use Facebook much. I don't have Facebook but, either, so, yeah, you're, so I'm with you. But um, yeah, we do have Facebook that's uh, monitored. Uh, we respond to any any uh, communications you do through Facebook. We have Instagram, uh, websites, or or by email. Go to Facebook.com and type in Blind Faith Brewing to find out more information about Tom and his brewery. Um, what would you say to somebody who you know feels like the Lord's calling them some way, an obstacle gets thrown in their path? How should they move? How should they move forward? What should they do? Faith and and working through obstacles that come your way and remaining faithful, it it, it, it could be tough, but it's a decision you had to make. Um, it's a when we talk about walking by faith and not by sight it's the willingness to take what comes because you are going to have struggles in life Um, and sometimes they're unexplainable and you don't know why but you're taking those hurdles um, and working through them with no concept of that you may look foolish Um, it's it's being able to uh, not judge yourself so much um allow yourself to be open to guidance that is coming um definitely prayer what like i said whether it's rote prayer for example when i have to cross a busy intersection when i'm on my own i can i can say quite a few hail marys in (laughs) over that intersection before i get to the other side right um there's many many things are going to be thrown at you that creates doubt you got to work through that doubt. And, and I, I think that's one thing if I am an example of. Um, I, I have definitely experienced self-doubt um, and, uh, and inadequacy. And so it's a daily thing I, I've got to overcome and say, no, I can do this and I will do this. I must have worked through these self-doubt and, and inadequacies to increase my faith and 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 to be faithful and to do what i'm being asked to do all right so to wrap it up we appreciate tom martinez here of blindfaithbrewing.co if you want to find more information and you're in our prayers and we wish you the greatest success thank you very much all right god bless god bless you